I mean, the fans who watch this probably don't. I know they know you have this studio in Austin, this like compound, but you don't know how big this is. This is wild. This wild. is like, it's weird to have. This is. I'm going to say this with love. It's weird to have something this big and complex over something so dumb, like some <laughs> so, like. Welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey everyone, welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. We appreciate you being here. We love doing this show, so please do support the people who support us again. And do send us those emails, drdrewafterdark at gmail.com and the voice messages which have been consistently amazing 818-253-1693 and i'll try to answer all those questions as best i can uh booth boys we are a little bit short of uh one today want to talk to them about talk to us about that um yeah i mean any sick he turns out he's not invincible which, which I, he must have chosen to get sick to use his language he chose it uh yeah he chose to get chose to wake video. up with oh, a fever today oh yeah chose it wait i'm gonna bring my guest Sorry. in here because okay. i'm gonna get i want to give him a nice good long intro because uh, Nick Simmons is literally one of the smartest, kindest, nicest humans oh, I know. Literally, you are, my friend. Oh, uh, no, I don't know him that well, but we've met a few times. We've walked Skid Row together. Uh, we've done. Look at the the uh, thing is falling apart here. The studio guys. Flying Interesting. In, Chad. Yeah. Oh, Chad's Damn coming in. Chad making a rare on-screen appearance. Ah, oh, that's where it came from. Thank God. Yeah, thank God, Chad. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and and Nick is a and Nick is a YMH super super fan. Uh, he's a Potter super fan. He's a Nadav super fan. He's a uh, mostly Nadav. Mostly Nadav. Uh, but he he is a, he appreciates he appreciates this this phenomenon that has been YMH. Nick Simmons, welcome to the hi. Phone. Thanks. Hi. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, this love, place isn't soundproof at all, like, not even a little bit. <laughs> we love the super fans. We love that you love the show. And uh, and I, I know you're very self-deprecating and stuff like that, but you, you I know, I know you are. <laughs> but but you are a smart it's called dude. called you. You're I'm, a kind I dude. I just, I don't want to. <laughs> oi, oi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know to, to that point, um, I have noticed, your dad's Hungarian, right? Yeah, well, he's yeah. Israel, he was born in Israel, but his family's Hungarian. Hungarian Hungarians yeah. have shit tons of intellectual horsepower generally well, you know, speaking him and christina went back and forth in hungarian oh, that, when they met she speaks yeah i did is that her language yeah you didn't know christina was hungarian no i knew she was eastern european and i knew there was hungarian in there i didn't know she spoke hungarian i thought she yeah. always made it sound like her dad was speaking like ukrainian or russian or something uh-uh. so oh my god yeah they, oh, they oh went back god. and forth. Well, she got I, very you excited. You know, I've I've gone on wax poetic about her horsepower. Yeah, she's got crazy intellectual horsepower, and all you guys hide it. You like, you're like, oh no, I really don't have it. It's like I can see it. I see it. I know it. I know what it is. I had to compete against it in well, college. Because we're all self loathing, Drew. You too. You're Hungarian. No. Jews. That's the self loathing no, yeah, Jew Jews, stuff. That's Eastern different. Yes, yeah, so yeah, we, we all have that. No, a little but, bit of a. I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, but know, the Hungarian part takes it to a whole new level because because they actually do have something special. <laughs> they can't even admit that. But anyway, you think Hungarian that. in particular? I just know it's Hungarians. They, they think of all the mathematicians and Nobel laureates come out of Hungary, and I've just oh yeah, I've memorized all those names. And, and by the way, and by the way, I had many many patients. Not many. Whenever I saw a patient with a bona fide uh, photographic memory, like literally, yeah, you know, taking pictures of the page and reading it back yeah. to me. 
always Hungarian. Okay, that's not me. <laughs> not me at either. all. No. But but then I'm not saying all Hungarians have that. I'm saying if you have that, there seems to be that genetic heritage. Oh, okay. But anyway, so tell me about I'll your take relationship. It. I'll take credit for all that. Tell That's... everybody about your relationship with YMH. Uh, oh, I mean, I've been listening since almost the beginning, I think. I mean, I remember them doing episodes on their couch. And, How did and you now, find it? And I... now it's this bat cave. When I, <laughs> people, I mean, the fans who watch this probably don't. I know they know you have this studio in Austin, this like compound, but you don't know how big this is. This is wild. This wild. is like... It's weird to have, this is, I'm going to say this with love. It's weird to have something this big and complex over something so dumb. Like some, <laughs> so, like it's, it's, it's like you guys Excuse are, me. you're highlighting like, slow like for that one. <laughs> no, but I mean like, you know, you have framed photos of like, like meth psychosis people yes. that you yes. laugh at every day. Yes. And it's like this. This is this is more expensive looking than like East West Studios. Yes, yeah. and it's like look at this meth head freaking out, and you're like, that's the whole thing. That's the <laughs> that's, entire. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> and as Nadav constantly points out to me, it's a fully functioning studio. Yeah, this fully, is crazy. Full service studio. Yeah, yeah. Fully I want to do an album yeah, that's here. What we yeah. do. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. And so, uh, and now it's expanding too. We got who are the we got you know Danny a new podcast and yeah you know we just keep yeah. on growing and growing and oh, yeah, Danny you know Aaron, just, that's right it's gonna yeah. keep on uh, keep on blowing up baby and Austin kind of grows with it in a weird way like the comedy scene here is also kind of exploding I mean, it, it makes sense the biggest comedians are moving here so. yeah I, it's I, I've gone to more comedy shows in Austin than I've gone in L A in spite of you know being with Cole I mean I want to try to catch one if I can before I leave we got, um, I got four days but Thursday night really Thursday night uh, that's a red pants thing right. Really? Uh, yes. Yeah, he's got yeah. the secret show. The secret show. You got to go see that. I and wouldn't he, mind. And he yeah. has some good ones coming in. And uh, and then is Friday the Rogan show? Uh, I think that's so. I think Wednesday? you can do both. I mean, I I, do I both. would. I'd recommend. Yeah, it. we'll we'll find something for you. All Nick. right. So uh, so why? How did you find them? I I didn't I didn't come to it till they were still in their garage area when I was I was I was sort of pulled in yeah no uh, i remember i, yeah, I, I watched <laughs> i know the whole odyssey i remember too. i remember i remember you doing this like, yeah yeah and like kind of the very first time you were on you were like oh i just feel sad and then i remember about five episodes later you were like that's funny that's like, <laughs> and it's like yeah it's, they ruined me it's a they, video of people in severe states of psychosis and 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 acting crazy and you yeah. had the appropriate human response at first and then you got to know these people, which changed you. Yes, it changed me. They ruined <laughs> and, me. And then you they started laughing but, but, at but the darkest I, shit I've ever seen in my I, life. I got <laughs> the, the part that bothers me, I ask for more. But I yeah. know that when I'm doing this, I, I, it's shame. I feel yeah, shame. Shame I feel for shame laughing. that I'm watching it. I feel shame. You're covering the I'm smile. I'm covering. I'm hiding. No, no. Usually <laughs> I'm not having a smile with that. I really feel bad. Only after and, the fact. Well, a couple of weeks later, you know, I'm seeing it again. <laughs> when the like, framed photo is up in the YMH. Yes, then I'm in there taking pictures next to it with you with selfies. So, yeah. so oh my God. Um, and so, so yeah, that was my legacy with this. And, and I still have, you know, stuff is still shameful and I still get ashamed of some stuff, but I still feel sad all the time. That's just sort of my characteristic. I mean, the way, the way I justify this is like, it's not, uh, I'm not, we're not Tom. We're not laughing at pain. He likes to laugh at like however much pain there is is how funny he thinks it is. We're laughing at outlandish behavior. Yeah. Right? So like when we get down to like why they're behaving outlandishly, we're not laughing at that. That's sad. But the just the aesthetic 
of yes. the behavior. The first is surface. so it's so jarring. You just kind of have to like, yeah. what what am I looking at? I I I. And then when you go, okay, for, but seriously, get help. There's yeah. that part at the end, the caveat. Yeah, yeah we can always throw that in there. That's, but like, that's a nice part. you know, it's the gut. You can't. Uh, I don't think you can hate on people for their immediate gut reaction to behavior right in front of their. Face. Why do you think it's so sticky? I mean, this is the way it. I justify you've been, <laughs> the morality you've been of this. it for years. Why, why do you think it's so sticky? What the the show? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I I started with just I just saw, I, I'm I'm a huge stand up fan, so I just I devour this stuff all the time. Ah. So I heard Tom's album, uh, White Girls White Girls with Cornrows, I think it's called, and uh, and then I was like, oh, he's got a podcast, and I think I literally had the thought like he has such a nice speaking voice, <laughs> like he's got this like very he could do like, you know, Keith David. Like mm-hmm. he could do like in a world <laughs> where you know meth heads run rampant. And I just like, oh, that could be a nice. If he's funny on that podcast, that's a nice voice to, listen, be nice to. to listen to. Yeah. And then I discovered Christina's stand up through that, and I was like, oh, they're both funny. This is great. And uh, and then it became a thing. <laughs> I expected it to be like a casual viewing thing, and yeah. now I'm like, you know, I I literally almost I should have done this. I'm such an idiot. You know, they did the. Um, Hi, mommy. Thanks, jeans challenge, mm. where they just like said that at drive-throughs and stuff. Yeah, I was gonna do that to my parents because it's literally my mom and Jean. So I was gonna say hi, mom. <laughs> thanks, Jean, and, ha- and have them go like, what are What are you saying right now? But That's I didn't brutal. do it. I, I'm kicking myself. You got to this get day a video not. of yourself doing that. that but it would have been like this, you know, next level because his name's Jean, and he would have been like. What? I think just calling him Jeans because it would throw him off. Hi, mommy. Thanks, Jean. He'd be like, <laughs> what? And then I would just send that in. Perfect. Well, uh, I checked out. Prepare for that. Or maybe you can help him produce it right after the show. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it'd be. I wanted. Fun. I just wanted to go in with no. Con- don't explain it to them. Just be like, "Hi, mommy," and she would goes, "Mommy, call me that," <laughs> and then turn to him. Thanks, jeans. And he goes, "What are you doing? What's happening? What? What's? What is this?" And then just cut. That's the whole. Is Is your grandmother still around? No, she passed a couple years ago. Because I know your dad used to be, speak about her all the time. Yeah, it's funny. Both my grandmothers passed within about a year or two of each other. Mm. Uh, the past couple well, of years. I mean, they're both same age. Nineties. Right? Yeah. yeah. So that's good. Good genes. Hey, Jean, from genes. Yeah, that's not Jean. the first time I've heard that. That one. <laughs> good genes. Uh, sorry. And then uh, you became a Potter fan, which oh I thought, yeah, I thought that was an interesting. Like everybody else did with his booth. You know, there was like normal reactions coming from everybody else, and then he would just. He would go deeper every time they would ask him like, hey, do you think this is horrible or hilarious? And everyone else would be like, that's awful. And he goes, I have a boner. And then it was like, who's that guy? That guy's absolutely wild. Like, Well, <laughs> then he went all the way to the shoulder hair porn. That's where he lost Un- me. Incre- he lost you. I'm, I, I, uh, couldn't, I couldn't handle I've it. I've paid for it. No, I've paid uh, it. <laughs> You were a, were a consumer. There's Potter. There, oh, there's the shoulder hair even. No, he's the one that introduced me to Christina. He was very sweet. I think I just added him on Instagram once and sent him a message. This is the only way I make any friends anymore. I don't go outside anymore. But he and appreciates his fans immensely. He really does. He so, took so, me to a show immediately. He was like, yeah, come by. Yeah, No, I, I think I set that up because you remember you were telling me. Oh, that's me, right. You did. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, and, I and, added you. And then yeah, you. Yeah, and I was like, you're a Potter fan. He will love you. He'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> massive, and like, massive. And you were very like, I can't do it. I can't call him. I can't do it. I said, no, I, call him. You'll be fine. I had the same reaction to Potter like people have to like Taylor Swift. Yes, I, was I like, know. Oh my God, what do I say? <laughs> do I wear, what do I wear? in his presence and it's josh potter <laughs> think about that how Isn't do that i funny? <laughs> i don't want to like think fanboy out or anything like i don't want to should i bring him wine like <laughs> should I, should I, should <laughs> that's the best the dog tell me that's not the best <laughs> no, yeah i think if you bring <laughs> him a couple of miller high lives that are you know shotgun yeah ball, or maybe some of the, the what he had he had a he had a sort of a 
uh, cream he'd put on his shoulder. Yeah. Maybe you can get him some of no, that. No, I literally was like, oh, I can talk to him about our pillonidal cysts. This will be great. Well, like, tell me about like, that. <laughs> tell me about that. So I had the same thing that Potter had on the show that you operated on. Mm-hmm. Fans of the show will know the pillon. Oh, don't Google it. Oh, oh God. You, oh, hang on. God, right. well, no. we can show me the, you can show the Potter thing if you want. I just uh, go straight to that. No. Yeah, I think that's a little too graphic. What? Oh, come on. Yeah, that's just all right. Just a little cyst back there. Pylonidal means nest of hair. So it looks like it's in your ass. It's not. It's, it's on your above. tailbone. Yeah. It's above yeah. your ass. Yeah. And some it's, people like, even, it's like the clit of your ass. It's like right above. Right. It's exactly that spot. And it's... Uh, <laughs> I can't wait for that to live on the internet forever. Me saying that. That's great. That's cool. Just as long as nobody puts their tongue there, you're in good shape. So Nick, you looked like that for a little bit? Uh, more than once. Yeah, it, re- it recurred. It came back Which a couple tend- times. That's sort of how it goes. It tends to be a recurrent thing. Actually, some people think... I looked like that. Thanks. Some it's- people think, well, I looked like that. I had that when I was 18. And some people think it's actually kind of a, sort of a genetic thing. Like there may be some uh, improper closing of the neural tube there. There's a little potential for the hair to get in there. See oh, that? there's like an infected one. That's yeah. horrific. Well, that's why you get the surgery because they get infected uh, all the time. So I got the thing that you did to Potter. I had that done yeah. by somebody. Well, and you now your... when it comes back, I, so I had it like open. I had the tampon, you know, the, <laughs> the, the, the little like packing. Yeah. And then they don't close the wound. They leave like a little tampon there. And then you have to pull it out. And I, you know, I might have a photo. Oh, somewhere. This I'll find good. it. But yeah. it was one of the most horrifying experiences of my life, trying to get that out. Oh, you shower. do it yourself. You have somebody else do it? No, they told yeah. me to do it myself. Yeah. Where were these doctors? Yeah, that's a little rough. Was that an option to not do it myself? I think so. Oh, for I, fuck's I, sake. They I, didn't I, would, t- I would argue. <laughs> I almost passed out. What, yeah. It was awful. It was like... If you, you know, notice, I took, I took his out. I was I, in the shower and I was like... Yeah. And I was just kind of like, okay, here we go. One, two, three. Ha! <laughs> it was just, it was like the, one of the, the worst yeah. experiences of my life. Yeah. yeah, it's inside your body. Remember everybody I talk about outside and inside? Inside, That's inside, the inside your body. The butthole's outside the body and everything that connects to it. But that little cyst, that is inside the body. And so you're trying Can't to... Wait for all the, all the chicks to swoon over me after this. I know, this is going to be good for this you. It's going to be great for me. So you sort of grew up on cameras. Uh, yeah. when, when did Family Jewels start? How old were you? I mean, I must have been like 16. I don't know the exact date, so somebody's will correct All me. Right. But and I think you I was, mentioned uh, that seeing these cameras in here reminded you, sort of flashed, had you a little yeah, PTSD. Yeah, we did these, I mean, honestly, the, the part I enjoyed about the show the most were these things called the count, oh God, don't, come on. Look Jesus. at that Shane upon him. It's, they, I can't wait for the look how badly he aged comments. That's going to be fun. Um, the uh, There was these things called the couch interviews they did, which yeah. were like, you know, you tie, they tie the scenes together. No, they're called, they're now they call on, them uh, on the flies. On the, yeah. OTFs, so they just, they call them OTFs. They cut to us on a couch You were early reality. About, I mean, you were right after Osborne. Yeah, right. We yeah. were basically, uh, you know, the Osbournes were successful. So they were like, who else yeah, has perfect. a family? And then we had yeah. done MTV Cribs. Yeah, this is, again, I was a kid. So it was my father's house. I was yeah. a child. Yeah. And uh, I had been acting crazy behind him as he was talking to the camera. I was like making faces. Yeah. And Soap was like this cute little thing with giant cheeks. Yeah. And uh, then Extra reached out to us, which is like that TV show. And they did like a special on like The Simmons because it was the Osbournes were big. Yeah. And then A&E offered us a show. And mom and I were like, oh, this will last about like one half season. Well, you, you, you know what? Because we're bored. We don't do, I mean, like Soph and dad are both sober their entire lives. Mom's a glass of wine kind of person. And I guess I am too. I don't really partake. And... Uh, so we're like, what will this show be about? Us behaving fine? Like, who will watch that? And then it was like seven or eight seasons later. And we were like, wow, they really like this 
nonsense. Well, that and you know the producers stir it up, set it up, and do all kinds yeah, of crazy shit. Yeah, but like shit. barely. I mean, if you watched it, it's like it's I sitcom. His, it was sitcom problems. It was. We didn't really have mom much. And dad have a couple of uncomfortable fights. It made me feel bad at the end. At the end. At yeah. the end. Well, I was real. I mean, it's funny. The stuff that yeah. was actually real is the stuff people thought we faked, like their marriage shit. That was totally real, and it was just mom. You know, dad was a philanderer for a bit, and you know, surprise, surprise. And uh, mom was like, you know what? I'd rather me be the one to break it to the news than TMZ. So fuck it, let's film it. And she's like, she's like the toughest person I know. She's like, nah, I'd rather like tell everybody on my own terms that this is going on than some cameraman walk up to me in the mall. Mm. Uh, so she's like, yeah, film it. Let's see what happens. And she didn't know if she was going to leave him or what at that point. Mm. And uh, yeah, that was fun. I was an adult by then though, so. You know, young I always adult, liked them a young together. Adult. I always liked them together. Oh, it was great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the way she, so they got married after, that was the end of that whole thing is they got married in 2011. Like they hadn't been married all those they years. They hadn't yeah. been married. Dad was like on the record as being very against marriage yeah, the whole yeah. time. And then she was like, she discovered that he was doing the things that everybody assumed he was doing but us, right? Because mm -hmm. he's weirdly a really good father. Like mm -hmm. he's a really there present, like caregiver kind of guy. Mm -hmm. He just, you know, liked the ego boost of the groupie thing. Mm. So she was like, all right, look, here's the deal. I'm you in know, or out. I'm in or out. Yeah. And, but then she did this thing where she was like, I'm not going to sue you. I'm not going to talk shit about you to the press. We'll be friends. It'll all be fine. There will be no consequences to you. Or you can marry me, one of the two. So either we'll be friends and we'll all be fine, or we'll be married and we'll all be fine. You'll actually do it for real. And she, I was like, why? I mean, anybody else would have punished him in some way for all that strife some, he put somehow, you through. But somehow I, she kind of knew what she signed up but, for. What she was, no, it wasn't that. It was like she wanted to know that if he stayed, that he was staying just because he yeah. wanted to, yeah. not because he was avoiding yeah. right. bad press. Right. So she was like, the only way I'm going to know that he wants to marry me because of me I is if I take the consequences off the table. I, I've and, heard him, and in fact, I've even, I think I've spoken to him about your mom, and he is like, over the moon, like ridiculous. Yeah, like like, like I, I, he was I, like, I was an idiot. I can't believe I almost lost her. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way about my wife. The way he, what he feels about your mom, and it's just like I, I, rec I see when I, I know what that is when I see it, and it's, yeah. a, and it's a very, he adores her. It's a good thing for relationships. It's a sticky thing, and the male male particularly needs to feel that. I mean, he, he she, uh, you know, in the kitchen, she's like, oh, you piece of shit, you got jam <laughs> on your shirt, and then it, he turns to me and he goes, isn't she great? <laughs> And I kind of go, he's called you a piece of shit. He goes, I know. There's no one like her, you know. And he's like, <laughs> there's uh, and, no and one like you her. Know, you she's hear a, that, she's you one just, of a kind. You know, you hear that, you just go, oh, I'd love to be a fly on the wall. But yeah. oh, no, we were. We were all fly on the wall sure, for a few yeah. years there. So, yeah. So thank you for that. I know. <laughs> I know it's um, no. That's like that's water under the but, bridge. But now. I know we it's, laugh about it's, it now. You must have mixed feelings about it. You know. You know. You, My feelings were I was glad it wasn't when I was a child. Yeah. It was like I I, I was a child. Like I, yeah. my early twenties. I think I had some arrested development because of that show. Mm -hmm. So I think I didn't quite mature in my early twenties. I think twenty seven about is when I started going like, oh, I should grow the fuck up. But, but there's a lot of that generally. Yeah. But it didn't happen when I was like 14. Yeah. And yeah. I'm kind of grateful for that. Yeah. We were like super, we were the most stable most of my life. Like they What's were- What's your sister up to now? Oh, she's killing it. She's She was nominated for a Juno Award for songwriting. It's like Canadian Grammys, basically. Right. Uh, she's charting up there and she's writing songs for everybody. She has songs out. And uh, yeah, she's like, a, she's a top liner and an artist and 
is actually making super lovely making person. Good. I, last time I saw you weren't there, but the three of them were at some fundraiser we were at or something. And I was just like, she's just a lovely person. Yeah, I mean, and she's always been. Uh, she's like my dad. She's very. I mean, dad. People didn't know this, but dad's very straight and narrow. He like doesn't. His one vice was you know philandering. He was like a woman yeah. guy, but well, he's, he never he's, drank. He's just, he never anything. He's not just straight and narrow. He's super intolerant of anybody who does no, take substances. Super. He's like, yeah, like, and he's very so, like. He likes the rules. Yeah. Like he, I, I must follow. I overpay my taxes. Like yeah. I'm, he's ultra mega square guy, which is endearing because his image is the opposite of that. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. Which kind of, that's what makes it fun. Makes still, it still, I meet people who don't know that he never drank or anything, and yeah. they're like, "What was it like being around the heroin?" I go, "He didn't. Oh no, do heroin." And they're like, no. "What do you mean?" And I was like, "No, those you're thinking of some other guys. Yeah, <laughs> different guys in the group, <laughs> like all the other ones." <laughs> Well, we are going to look at some of the classics today. We're going to uh, just kind of walk through memory lane a bit and oh boy. see some new stuff. Uh, is there anything you want to do now that you're here finally uh, in, in this environment? Anything you, you sort of I mean, I'm just going to use this as a chance to like do my unofficial physical. I'm just going to pick your brain okay. and make sure I don't sure. have to pay for my physical. No, I'm sure, kidding. Sure. We, I can, don't know. we can at least I, do it sort of. Uh, it, as my dad uh, said to me years ago, he said, you know, your most important diagnostic instrument is your ear. So what, what patients tell you is more oh. important than anything else. So we can get a lot done but if you have questions. I mean, mostly how to, can I not have this cyst come back again? Because it's been like three times. Well, how did they, did they open it all the way up? <laughs> yeah, and they left it open so that whenever it comes back. And they back, packed it. So whenever it comes back now, it like, I have a day of like really discomfort and sometimes fever. Oh, goodness. And so, then, so, it, and then it, it drains itself because yeah. they didn't seal it. So it, it'll then ruin a pair of boxers with what looks like cum. <laughs> and... But it looks like I'm coming out of my ass. But it's pus. So that's it's the, uh, so hopefully they advertise the show for this. with that quote. Yes, yeah, they will. It'll be, that'll be the there's, clip. <laughs> Trust me. There's still an open wound on you, Nick? He, he, it, there's a scar, and he, it refills with... He has, he has a potential space there that gets going periodically, and it still communicates with the outside world, so it eventually opens. It's mostly when I'm in sitting for a long time working on something. Anything. Those times, yeah. or lots of long plane rides. Then. So here's what they sometimes do is uh, if you have these recurrent ones, is sometimes they'll cut the area out. Great. As opposed to opening it up. I saw Potter's. Potter showed me a picture of his. Potter was just same as you. They just but opened up it up. his back. I'm telling you, his was insane. And yeah, I, no, and mine's, I kept saying, mine's stayed in the area. Yeah, like his was going towards his spine. And it was, no. I mean, like, really, it was gonna, he was going to get osteomyelitis. We How do you, <laughs> it's, it's on your spine. How do you go, like, I don't want to go to the doctor. It's your spine. You're going to get paralyzed or something. And it was tracking up towards his head, for Christ's yeah, sake. Like, I mean, what who knows we, where this thing was going to end What has up? to happen? He's like one of those guys in, like, those A&E shows that are like, Oh yeah. Oh, you know, I have this tumor the size of a bowling ball, but yeah. I just went about my day. You went about your day? Yeah. Go to the doctor. You know, you're right. We could have Go sent, into debt for the tumor. We could have sent him to Dr. Pimple Popper. We could have oh, done God, it. Oh, God, no. Look, they, she would have done the same thing. I can't thing. watch that shit. The way that Potter thinks is like, look, I'm not going to take care of myself unless it's for content. I'll do it for he content. Does, he does say that. He does. Yeah. But he can't make content if he's dead. So no, do the, the one thing. That's why we drained Potter with Drew is because he's like, look, if you're going to record it, I'll take care of it. But if, if we're not doing sake. that. And, and I took advantage of that and went, okay, because this thing has to get done. I got to see what's in there. Then he developed another one. <laughs> see as, what's in there. He developed another one on his neck. What? Huge. Huge. Do you have a picture of that? Uh, I don't think a so. So it's not a pillanial cyst. It's a. It's it's something. But he's so hairy that he's prone to these little. On these, his neck? And this thing got big. This thing got big. Uh, let's see. 
Yeah, I don't know. It would be quite difficult to find it, I think. I've got it, I think, on my phone, but it's such hard, hard, it'd be hard to find it also. But do you have his back uh, scar? That's pretty impressive also. We showed that once or twice and uh, probably got thrown off YouTube for it. But <laughs> No, no, this is... Uh... I mean, I don't have just pictures of Potter's wounds ready to go. Why not? I know, you're not, yeah, I know, I know, I know. That's but, the job. <laughs> uh-oh. House call? You don't remember? This oh, is... we called it a house call. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, this was the original, oh. original. Yeah. Yeah, I remember this. Uh, his was way... I never had the all that yellow around it. I didn't have that. It, mine was just a lot like the Google the, images the you yellow, searched. It was just one was, little... That, it looked like a pimple. Eye, that was Betadine, yeah. The and yellow was, was Betadine. But look at Nadav. I love him, like, freaking out about That's my favorite part. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be okay in that room. Go. That wouldn't be... Oh, my God. It would have been a long time ago that he sent me this. So I'm going to scroll quickly back in time. Look yeah, that it. was the original. Fuck me. Well, that was just me trying to drain. I thought it, at that point I thought it was sort of a localized thing, like maybe yeah, it's going to be a big. And then, and then, uh, oh, for Christ's sake! This, by the way, is your dad's ass. What, what is, why, when was this? I, this was not that long ago. Uh, just I don't know if you could zero in on this. What other show does a does the host show you a picture and go, "This is your dad's ass"? I'm gonna, I didn't know I had this either. By Look the way, at but, this. This is your dad's ass. <laughs> but I'm going to enjoy. I'm gonna <laughs> Please enjoy. I go to a lot of therapy. Please enjoy. <laughs> and also, the fucked up part is, it's not the first time I've seen a photo of my dad's. Like, it's, this is my life. I was looking for, uh, you know. Welcome. Potter. Welcome to hell. This is your dad's ass. Sorry. I'm so sorry. But, you know, here we More are. More upsetting than the cyst, really. Oh, I'm Cindy. <laughs> I'm, I am dropboxing you a couple of things, Nadav, that I think uh, the audience would very much like. So hopefully mm. you got those. What do you mean by dropboxing? You don't have a dropbox? You okay. mean airdrop. Air, airdrop, yeah. Did you get them? Yes, give me a minute. I got crazy shit on my phone. I bet you do too. Oh, I don't even want to. Yeah, open that Pandora's. But box. I'm just, I'm trying to find Potter's neck, which was its own kind of crazy thing. Give me two minutes here, just to look quickly. Oh my God, what is on my phone? For Christ's sake! Oh. I mean, you're a doctor. Jesus, you, you kind of get a pass. I have more stuff with your dad on my phone. It's weird. I didn't How even know that. How many times have you met? Many times. Huh. Many times. I'm sorry. Uh, through radio, primarily. I'm really sorry. Uh, no, he was great. He was, was great. He? That's he, he has two settings. One is like, you know, Michael Scott from The Office. Yeah. And then the other is, which is like dad mode, where he's just like, he, he took Christina and Tom aside and told them like street jokes immediately, like backstage of the counter. He's like, all right, a priest and a rabbi. And Tom's like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> you know, like a comedian's least, least favorite thing. <laughs> right. And he had no idea. He was like, isn't that a good one? He's like, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that before. <laughs> And then his other setting is like the character that he plays, the the kiss yeah, character. Yeah, and, and, and he but he he flips back and forth because uh, the character is, is like ready to hand. He's been doing it so long, it's like you know he forgets. Yeah, because I've had some very serious conversations with him just after he moons me. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like okay, yeah. Right. So which I kind of I kind of dig. No, he's like something. the dorkiest dad in the world, or he's like a very unfeeling you know oh, sociopath, or one of the two. He's always. Mike Cathwood and Simone Bien with we used to do a radio show, we used to do Love Line all together and he stopped by very kindly. And then uh, before he came in though, the other picture I sent you. Right, you want to see his ass? I well, also I listen, listen to Love Line by the way. I listened to the Manson episode cuz I I actually got to know him a little bit. Yeah. In LA before whatever happened happened. And then when but I said there's your dad's ass, that's what I was referring to. That's great. To. That's so, that's so, awesome. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, I'm so, going to go home and there you go. Cry. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but you know, 
My kids have the same burden, I think. They're probably, there's so much it's shit. Like, in... It's like huge, but flat. It's so, so strange. <laughs> flat ass. Uh, that's why your mom was thinking he's about He's built leaving. like Gru from Despicable Me. Like he's got like a, a barrel chest and then the tiniest skinny legs that are also hairless, by the way. From the, wearing the boots, the boots rubbed his hair off oh, over, how over time. Oh, interesting, wow. So he has perfectly smooth calves. Oh, good for him. Yeah. And uh, so that if there's anything creepier than a very hairy man, it's a hairy man with perfectly... Sh- hairless legs that is a little disconcerting there's something odd about it is something weird i get get you on that uh okay let's us uh, start to take some emails and some voice messages maybe start a little voice message stuff how about that should i put these on yeah yeah yeah, headphones on and you'll hear you'll get a chance to crack at some of our people oh no all this talk about ass crack how you doing dr gene there we go i'm Wes from dc and i have a question about blacking out from drinking Mm -mm. the way i loose air quotes test myself if I'm about to black out is by putting my phone or wallet or key, something like that, uh, someplace it's not supposed to be and seeing if I remember where they are the next day. Um, you know, I'm not talking about a full-blown scavenger hunt, but I'm not talking about, you know, like a toddler's Easter egg hunt either. Um, anyway, is this an effective and or accurate way to gauge my drunkenness. What is he talking uh, about? If not, what is, you know? Um, I don't drink and drive because I'm a pussy. Um, that's, oh, that's a good like reason. You know, a non-breathalyzer way to gauge my drunkenness. Uh, keep them high and tight, and you better believe I'm coming all over your pecs in May. Bye-bye. Wow. That was not... Was that? Did he mean in his ass, or did he mean like hiding them around the room? I, I think he means hiding them around the room. What do you, what I thought you, he was like using euphemistic language no, to be no, like, no. "I shove my keys up my ass." No, he means it. He means he hides them, and then he has to go on a big hunt for them. So, okay. what, what do you think? I mean, as you're getting to the point where you have to test to see if you're too drunk, you're too drunk, man. Like, well, so that is if, ex- if you're getting to that point where you're like, "I wonder how much is too far." It's it's been there. That it's is too far. precisely correct. It, he's in the deal making phase of alcoholism. So alcoholics, as they start to come to terms with their problem, they go through a long period of time where they're making deals with themselves. Okay, I only drink after five. I won't drink and drive. Okay, who uh, does this sound like that we all know? Well, I don't know him, but... Deal making. Bert. Oh, yes. Bert's deal making all the okay, time. Okay, look, if I do October, yeah. then I'll... <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and the problem is he's, he sort of... I'll do yoga every day and then I can have vodka for lunch. And that's, yeah, he makes, he makes the deal, he succeeds, and therefore that endorses his fucked up behavior. And this guy is just like Bert. That's right. This guy's just like Bert. Except he's in, I, I, in peace and love, he's in bigger trouble, this guy. This guy is, is having regular... Well, so he thinks... I know it's, it's not, possible to be a bigger drinker than Bert. I'm sorry, Nadav, it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just a very yeah. funny sense to hear. Yeah. <laughs> well, if he's, if he's saying that not... Drunk driving is for pussies. Right. I mean, you know, the fucking 90s called, man. Like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> He's talking about I don't think somebody. anyone thinks that's like a cool thing. To, even people that do that don't think it's fucking awesome right. to drive drunk. They're like, yeah, I fucking drove drunk. They're not like woohoo about it. So the a blackout, though, it's not categorically a sign of alcoholism. Ease to blackout, regular blackout, you're in big trouble. That's in big trouble. That, and again, why testing with your keys, keys. and stuff doesn't make any sense because a blackout is simply just not the lying down of long-term memory. You can walk around, look normal, behave normally, even have short-term memory that works. You just don't lie down long-term memory. So the evening just 
is a blank. I mean, how about this? It. Do you feel like shit the next morning? Right. It's probably you probably got pretty drunk. Well, the other thing is is the family history of alcoholism. If you have family history of alcoholism, you're blacking out. You are in big trouble. <laughs> this is going to get bad. There will be serious consequences. You decide when you want to deal with it. All right, what are we going to do here? What do I got next? All right. I love that it's a like a, this is this is like Twitter because it's like a qualified mm. doctor next to me and then some kid from a show that aired ten fucking years mm-hmm, ago mm-hmm. going like. Here's what you got to do. Nick, I, I have some medical hey, advice for hey, you. No, no, Nick, don't you remember Love Line? We would bring guests in and they, yeah. they would give their thing and they were, they were not, helpful. I'm not qualified. No, none of them were. They yeah. were very rarely, but they, they, it's helpful. It's helpful for people to hear from a non-professional, a regular person's opinion about it because that, that dude who's in massive denial could easily go, oh, of course he thinks I'm an alcoholic. And you, without me prompting, let him know there was a problem also. So right. I think that's powerful. All right, what do you got? Hi, Dr. Drew. Name's Brandon. I'm uh, 23 years old. So my question for you is I use steroids for about two years, and I came off. I don't think I really used the PCT, and now my libido and sex drive feels a lot differently than when I first started, kind of like, non-existent mm-hmm. i mean i still have sex with my girlfriend and all but it's she always has to ask me and i have trouble going more than one time essentially where that was never an issue before just curious if i should see maybe a urologist or something but yeah anyways touch my camera to the fence you retard it's tata retard christ tata retard so, uh, so yeah, you're in trouble. Uh, steroids do this. Uh, it's why there's a whole elaborate world of cycling and taking aromatase inhibitors and all these things that people do to try to prevent exactly what you've got. Back in the day, I used to take care of a lot of guys that uh, did a lot of steroids, and this was everybody had this. And uh, they were hypotestosterone, too. They had low testosterone production because that's what shuts off when you're on the steroids. And it's you got to get things kick-started again. So you definitely need to see an endocrinologist for sure. There are ways to help you, but you got to get that help because long-term, this can get worse. You can get um, decalcification of your bones, depression, all kinds of good stuff. So good times. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like a multiple times in a row guy all the time. I mean... Should I worry about that? <laughs> I mean, you can't. You I'm, can't. La- I'm lazy. Is you that a disease? <laughs> yeah, that caught my ear too. Uh, I was like, w- usually I could go two, three times, like in a committed relationship for a long time. I mean, good for you, man. Jesus. Yeah, I know. But it, I, I, I was going to zero in on that too. It didn't make me feel diminished a little bit. I, I like say. that get men, even when they're talking about like, I have some serious problems, but I fuck, man. I fucking, they have to like insert a little bit of a brag no matter well, what. How about the fact that- I used that to fuck so much, dude, and guy, I'm having problems now, but I fuck all the time. Tar- well, the guy could have easily said I have terminal <laughs> cancer, but then I could only go twice. Huge. We'd be like, twice? What the hell? What am I? What's wrong with me? Yeah, we, exactly. we, we wouldn't even hear the terminal cancer. No, men will, men will throw in a humble brag in the word, like, I, I, oh man- I'm losing my legs and stuff. My dick is massive. But anyway, I was throwing, they'll just throw it in there and you kind of go, man, man. Oh, man. Got to have something that makes you still feel good. Oh, buddy. Yeah, men are are incredible. So I've always said that men should be in some sort of uh, containment until they're about 27. Oh, we're, we're dangerous. I wish I was. Me too. Yeah. yeah we're, now we're like, my uh, most embarrassing home movies occasionally rerun on television. So that's cool. <laughs> Super cool that my. You should see some of the fashion choices I have. You think this, <laughs> I think this jacket is wacky. Fuck. Uh, I think 
I think Nick might be a cool guy. I don't know. Oh, That's good. A, so, oh. So, so. Excellent. Either that or he should be a host on a show here. One or the other. I'm trying to decide which it is. Nah, I so. think Nick's cooler than Please yeah, the cool true. guys. Please the second one. Please not the <laughs> yeah, first yeah, yeah. one. You're, you're fine, Nick. Don't let Drew get in your head. No, I'm, I'm literally <laughs> just teasing. Uh, uh, give me another Jay one. Jay Solidarity. <laughs> hey, Dr. Drew. It's Derek from California. Just calling to ask a question about physiology between men and women. And why is it that it seems on average that women are always running cold and always cold mm. and always whining? And me, I'm always sweating <laughs> my fucking balls off. And it seems like dudes are always running really, really hot. Is there any scientific literature on, you know, why men tend to run hot and women run cold? Uh, thanks. Keep it high and tight. I'm home here now. <laughs> home here now. So what do you say, Nick? I mean, they, I mean, I definitely run hot mm. for sure. Mm. Um, I love that all the, they're never going to stop quoting no, every, meth every, heads to you, every, no matter every, how serious the question. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's, well, look, I, I always tell people it's just a way, it's a greeting and a, and a farewell. It's aloha. That, it's that's, aloha. That's like a seven year old it, reference and it's still going strong. Just as relevant today as it was Home on day one. here now. So <laughs> one, listen, I do streaming shows on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and on the restream chats. Yeah. Everyone, home here now. Try it out. Loveland fans are like, what is happening right now? Like, why are these people saying these things? <laughs> oh, my God. And when, and when they, and they, you know, the hi Hitler, hey Hitler, all this stuff, and they're oh. like, why are, you, why are they calling you Hitler? Oh, I can't wait for my parents to watch this because they don't know why you're saying that right now. Yeah. So they're going to be super cool about that. It, I, I oh, asked, you know, Hitler. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> He's so funny. So, you know, I, the man that tried to kill my grandma, we joke about him all the time. Shall, anyway. shall I explain? Shall I explain to them? To yes, just, sorry, so, just so, so specifically uh, to, to the Simmons, if you're listening. He's, uh, he's going to hate. <laughs> who's going to hate it? My dad. He has no sense of humor about uh, it, for obvious reasons. It, but it's, 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 all right. So it's a young lady who's psychotic and doing a vlog every day. This, and in the vlog, she imagines she's talking to Hitler in, in a psychotic better. state. It's not getting and, better. And, and she would start every vlog with, hi, Hitler. It's not and better. It's, it's not better. It's not better. She's very disturbed. Vlog. What did I say? Vlog. Vlog. I'm sorry. Vlog. <laughs> uh, and and uh, that's how cool I am, Jane. You know, just between us. And, and so. Uh, Goddamn boomers. <laughs> and, and it became this sort of greeting just the way she was greeting her vlog people started greeting each other with that because it was so ironic and horrible anything horrible gets through on this platform do you, do you think he's going to understand any of that I think he's a smart guy he he's, doesn't know what a vlog is oh come on there, okay let me tell you a little story Yeah, there, I, was, there was a time not so long ago first of all he used a fax machine well into the 90s mm-hmm. and, and the I early, still, early I 2000s still use one. okay this is going to be my fun office. this will be fun mm-hmm. so he once told me and many other people who emailed him that he doesn't scroll because he thinks, he go, and then he said, I'm not your secretary. Mm. So he, think, he, he imagined scrolling as this weird abstract chore mm-hmm. that people were requesting him. Like, yeah. I'm not an IT guy. I don't yeah. like move the little yes. thing. When and was that? Too soon. Two, two weeks ago? Too <laughs> sooner than you would ever imagine. I, I said stuff like that at like 99. Yeah, so I, like, I he, sure like that. he'd be like, I don't scroll, make sure it, and they're like, we have to tell you all the info of where you're going to be tomorrow. He's like, I don't go, if I, it's not on the page, I'm not reading it. I, I'm literally the guy that said, I'm not the kind of dude that has something called an email. I don't have that. Yeah, I'm not he cool was there. for that. He was I, absolutely there. Yeah, that yes. was me. So is your dad and I are oh, not that along. far apart in terms of some of our psychology. I was expecting shock, Booth Boys, I mean, give me some shock and awe, because he goes, yeah, that's relatable. That's not, not scrolling. 
Was Ed That's some, wild. Yeah. Thank you. Fuck. I mean, I feel it's, like I'm on another planet. No, nah, it's pretty. It's, but you <laughs> but, know what? I also feel like I understand it where it's just like I feel like I'm getting to the age where I'm like, look, Christina's on TikTok. I don't need to be on TikTok. She's on yeah. it for me. Like, I don't he, he need does, to he understands. No, Instagram is my last one. I'm not going to in the next one. To be fair, if I was Gene Simmons, I would make people scroll for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Don't encourage him. <laughs> <laughs> That's Nick's general note for his, for anyone in relation to his dad. Like, don't don't don't, 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 don't be like, you're amazing. Oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> oh, so you talk about any the way that I try and keep Drew uh, talking. To, or sorry, you talk about your dad the way that I try and keep Drew from talking to any. Yeah, like, true. Don't it's, encourage it. It's true, it's this true. This isn't normal behavior. I was going to say, you, you, mistook, to you mistook my dad for any. <laughs> no, no, no. Very no. different human beings. Very different. Uh, but it's more, what he's saying, you should talk more to Gene the way his mom talks to Gene. Yeah, hey he, piece of shit. Come here. He, you know, he's he's in. He grew up in Harlem, in New York, when he, from when he was ten years old. Mm. That is how he expresses affection. He ro- roasting, like oh. ribbing. When I was, I mean, I've been on tour with them for their last oh tour this whole year, just because it's the last one, and I, it's mm. like a bonding thing we've been doing. And he's that. That's his way he talks to his bandmates. Like, you look like a piece of shit today. I mean, what yeah. is that shirt? And that's how they go. Like, ah, oh, I love this guy. Like, that's does he use the c word. Uh, not really. No, yeah. he goes. Uh, yeah, he'll throw around some '90s words, but it's <laughs> <laughs> like, like your dad comes through in a time never, machine. Never, never. It's not really. You know, it's funny. There's a, there's a Tom Segura bit that perfectly describes my father. He goes, he's like, he's at a uh, Japanese restaurant, mm. and he goes, and the waiter comes up and he goes, how weird are you about to be with him? Like how? He's like, it's not going to be racist, but it will be racial. <laughs> they like, you Chinese? He goes, what? What, do you, what does that have to do with anything? What do you do? What are you, why are you saying? I mean, I'm butchering it, but I'm sure you know the bit. And it's like, when Tom did that bit, I was like, he knows. Like, he understands me. He's like, he's not racist. He just has no, hey, don't ask them that. Like, we're at, we're at dinner. Don't do that. Well, but your dad kind of, wherever it's something you're not supposed to, he goes right for it. He doesn't have the, you're not supposed to. He goes, oh, was I not supposed to? (laughs) Totally oblivious. Because he grew up. He he doesn't care either. The 70s in Brooklyn. Yeah. You know, there wasn't like, hey, don't say that. It was like, hey, fuck are you doing? Hey, get out of my way. Hey, you're a dame. You're abroad. Was he in Brooklyn or or Harlem or both? Uh, Harlem. He was in Harlem and then he grew up in Brooklyn after that. Uh, I think in his 20s. uh And then he moved to LA when he was like 30 something, where he then got his driver's license. Well, yeah, you don't need it in New York. I mean, oh, and he has a story where he walked in the DMV and they just gave it to him because he was super famous at the time. Oh, and they were like, "Oh yeah, whatever you need." He's a terrible driver. He's a horrific. He hits the curb all the time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, back to Derek's question. Sorry. Uh, so testosterone Therapy. does uh, heat up metabolism a little bit, and and you notice what happens to women when they lose their estrogen, they get hot flashes, they start dilating and get heat, overheated, and so to some extent, estrogen is kind of the cooling agent. It does cause some uh, lower lower temperature, so to speak, uh, but it's really m- more about those hormones than anything else. Also, men because of their muscle mass and whatnot tend to have a higher level of metabolism. You know, muscle increases metabolism, so. There's that as well, and so yeah. Do, sure, true. you're making a lot of generalizations. Are you assuming that I'm male? I am assuming that. All right. So you haven't given me any preferred pronouns yet. And yesterday, last week we learned. Not touching our, this one, the ten foot pole. Or, or for the last two weeks, we've been talking about snail identities, snail pronouns, or snail uh, whatever. I just saw this on. I saw frog one the other day. <laughs> I saw frog. I'm frog self. Yes, frog I saw self. that one on TikTok. Snail self. Just celebrate everybody. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Neo pronouns are here to stay, guys. Neo pronouns. Yeah. But they're not pronouns. That's what I That's don't right. understand. No, they're nouns. They're neo pronouns. They're nouns. Frog <laughs> is a noun. Ne- neo. Frog is an animal. Oh, the the uh, academic there at the other side of the table, Chad, is uh, freaking out. <laughs> yeah, they're nouns. They're nouns. <laughs> they're neo nouns. correct. This yeah. is my English major at work. I can tell that frog is a noun. <laughs> Let me read you some stuff here, some emails. We'll look at some videos in just a second, but... Uh, let's see, 29, I have a question about my mental health. I grew up as a gang member, seen a lot of death and horrible things. Growing up, I was able to see a lot of this, and it didn't bother me. Now, even if I see a commercial, I want to cry. I don't know why I feel this way, because I feel the crazy stuff still makes me laugh sometimes. I feel like Tom. Oh, boy. Tom, good for you. You've really... Uh, <laughs> great. Just want to see the fear on someone's face, I guess, because it's funny. But at the same time, I'll see a commercial. I want to cry like a bitch. I don't know what's wrong with me. Okay. Like a bitch. I mean, why did they, there's such a bro energy that I thought died out yeah. in, when I was in high school. Where yeah. It's like a drunk drive like a pussy, mm-hmm. cry like a bitch. It's like, guys, it's okay. You well, can, I, it may be because the, the bro stuff has been pushed down so much that maybe it's kind of springing back. Something. But the fact that you think it's funny, literally funny to see the fear in someone's face when they are terrified, that's not funny. Dahmer. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not funny. But the fact that you are crying when you see emotional things or touching things suggests that this stuff there's something started trying to come into consciousness here. Uh, it's going to be tough because once you start having feelings, you're going to realize that you've been disconnected from these feelings for a long time. That's you're able to do the things you did, and you probably have a little PTSD and mood disturbance because of all that. So I would say it's really, really, really important that you see someone not take medication because you're depressed, but you get somebody that uh, is trauma-informed therapy, as we say. And it's not your fault. You know, I guess you had horrible trauma as a child, I bet, as well, which is why you sort of now act out on other people. But it, none of this is funny. I mean, yeah. I'm in it. It works. It's good. Yeah, I did therapy for years. Once, years. once a week. Uh, boyfriend had a sinus infection for the last few days. We were wondering if I would get a sinus infection if I gave him a rim job. That's the uh, nose-to-anus connection. No, I understand what a rim job is. Thank so, you. So, like, do the germs stay in the separate areas, or do they travel down to your butthole? Uh, obviously, I want to munch my man's butt because I love him dearly. Oh, yeah. That's commitment. That's, that's somebody who loves somebody. But I don't want to get sick. Anyway, keep him tight. Um, so, yeah, no, you're not going to get this. The, the problem is there, there is one little – so oral fecal is, you know, mostly what you get from munching on butts, so to speak, use your language. Um, sinus infection is closed off in the sinuses, but sometimes it's triggered by a virus. So he might have had an underlying virus to begin with, and you could get the virus by munching on the butt. So that's the one thing you can get because the virus is everywhere. But uh, the bacteria that's in the sinuses causing the sinus infection is stay in the sinuses. Is that a surreal existential moment that I'm here right now listening to this? Yes, it is a little surreal. Isn't I'm it? really on the Christina P. edge of that debate. I have no desire to interact with any asshole, including mine. I have no desire. None. I don't understand. I don't care how fucking hip it becomes with millennials. I don't care how many songs there are about Nick, it. Have you ever tried it? Nope. Not doing it. Well, how do not you know you don't like it? If well, you don't nice have you ever tried shooting yourself in the foot? How do you know you don't like that? Because that's completely different. Is it? It is. Is it? It is. The nice thing, he did, <laughs> the nice thing is he doesn't need it. So don't, uh, you know, anybody that's involved with Nick doesn't have to worry about him needing that, which is a nice, nice little touch. I don't need it. Yeah. Don't want it. Doesn't need it. So I, I deal breaker actually. I didn't finish my uh, diatribe about hey Hitler and stuff. You, you you see, you see, you see how this has all become greetings and and you know it's like aloha or mahalo. Oh, I'm very familiar. You, you get that it's just and people understand. I'm just that, worried right? that like the very sweet you know A and E crowd from the old show is going to maybe tune into this 
with no context and then kind of go, what is this show with the Hitler yeah. and the assholes? What? Why are they saying yeah. these horrible well, things? Well, let's maybe we should bring it all the way home. Maybe we should look at some classics. Yeah, maybe I got look a classic a couple, lined yeah. up for you. All right, let's do it. Yeah, Drew, I don't know if you remember this one. So, by the way, this is for Nick. Nick is such a super fan. I said we got to get some classics. Yeah, in here. so here we go. Very excited. I'm your mom, and you're my son, oh. and I am falling in love with him. He said, "Are you really?" I said, "Yes, I am." He said, "You know what?" I was scared to let you know, too. I am, too. We're both consenting adults. If if uh, it comes down to it, you oh, know. It's just God. like the gays. It's just like the gays. They're, they're, oh. you know, as long as they're over 18, everything's, everything's fine. fine. Oh, yeah, sure. I asked him, will you ever date your mom? Uh, he said, will you date your son? I said, honestly, I, I would. Yes, I would. Because <laughs> 19 years, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh, and I really want to be God. with you the rest of my life. Oh, the my first God. approach was actually. It was a real kiss. Um, what happened was we were we were hanging out. and you We know, need just a vomit talking, bucket. You know, just laughing and. I looked at her it was and a real she kiss. looked at me and I just, I kissed her. It was a real kiss. It was a real kiss. It's my favorite. Sometimes I call him Hinojito, as that means son. Once in a while he calls, he calls me mom, mom, you know what I mean? Their case is about whether I have the right to love somebody. I, I sure as hell have the right to love Monica. Well, no. Nick, no, you don't. Nick, you've watched this too many times. You have watched this. Oh, too there's many songs. Times. There's songs featuring this audio and that I'll, I I'll saved. Com- I'll confess, there was a moment in my life when I was in love with your mom, but I was 19 or something. Hold, on, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, pause. Yeah, everyone, pause. Yeah, yeah. Take that in. Yeah, take that for a second. Is that why I'm here? No, 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 no. no. Am I, I the I, in? I admire both your parents. <laughs> I, I, no, no, no. I think I, I'm not. I was not in a minority. You know, it's you funny. It's funny. Something. He he opened the session with like, so tell us about your parents' marital troubles. <laughs> and I uh, used to love is your she mom. Available now? Is she What's so, her she... number? And uh, then we'll get you on your Nick, way. Taking it all the way there. You're my son. <laughs> I'm your mom. You're my son. I'm your mom. Asked him, would you? Ass, ass, ass them, would you? You get your mom. <laughs> yeah. The amount of times yes, I've heard this. You're my son. I'm your mom. That's a classic from DJ Boy Butter. Yeah, nobody ever played that for me. I, I know, really feel left out. I'm I pissed. know the lyrics. It's a classic closing I song, know yes. it, but I didn't get. I didn't bring it to this show, and I'm mad about that. So thank you. I the amount of times I'm in traffic on the 405, and that song is playing. Yeah. Is too many. It's just like the gays. <laughs> my favorite is. It was it was a real kiss. That's my favorite bit that he says. So everyone understands this is. I mean, a real kiss. I, I know you get this. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Bert. This is a real kiss. Do you understand how sick this is, everybody? Right? We all get it. We all understand this is really, really, really super Jeez. bad times. Well, you told you said uh, when you chimed in on this clip, yeah. you, you told me something that made a lot of sense, like that when family members are separated at a very young age yes. and then meet again later in life. Yes. Sometimes they mistake that familiarity feeling for romantic attraction because they haven't been in contact oh, were they with were they part of that whole phenomenon i i get the sense that this they were was, separated when they were young right uh, okay. i think so so yes there is there's a whole world of this out there i forget what they call themselves but i actually did a whole uh, incest rights people. no they actually there's a, there's a sort of a euphemism for it but but i actually talked to some of these people on hlm Maps. we know hlm we brought some of them in it was like and and what i did was i you know I, as i recall what we did was we took the ones that were in it and like we got a problem here, and we brought some of the ones that recovered in to talk to them, and how fucked up it is, and how what a mess it is, and they they were sort of compassionate towards. How them. can love be wrong? Yeah, it's it's a mess, everybody. <laughs> like it's like a, this, this is how. So so they are separated. They have these incredibly warm attachment feelings, and part of love is attachment, and you know that part of our brain goes off. And if you've not had good boundaries, and you've had you know abandonment, and this what do they call it in psychology? Not misappropriation, but uh, mis. 
when you mistake, uh, you know, they did that experiment with the bridge where they had someone walk across a rickety bridge and then they told them a story and they said they mistook the feelings of adrenaline from the bridge yes. for love for the Correct. person at the end of the bridge. Correct. There, that, that actually happens. So what is that called again? It's called... Uh, um, I, I mis, mis, misattribution. Um, misattribution. Yeah, yeah misattribution error. Or it's actually misattribution. The attribution error is a little bit something different. But, but they actually... Coming they, they, for the smart guy crown, guys. I'm coming. He's in. Trivia Great. time. I'm telling you. I told you guys. And they smart had them man. ride roller coasters. I took coasters. intro psych one time. They had them ride... Watch out. He still remembers it. They, uh, <laughs> they had them ride roller coasters, things like that. And I actually don't think that is a very powerful mechanism. A lot was made of it about five years ago because uh, the, the data... You know, like everything in psychology, the reproduction problem right. is you know, there and they had it with that All one All right, too. never mind. For All you. right. No, no, it's a viable <laughs> thing. It's a, it's a real thing and it's, and it's a... The feature of psychology, if you, you study psychology, you hear about this. How um, many how well, many uh, of those, like, the game types do you think tried to do that with, like, the coffee and the caffeine? Uh, you know, all these guys like uh, yeah. Mystery yeah. and whatever. How many guys do you think tried to do that on oh, purpose? Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. There was, uh, what was the author made of the game? The author's name of the game? Mystery, uh, right? Or, no, 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 no. He he actually got I mean, now recovered from sex addiction and love addiction. No shit. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> His next Neil Strauss. Neil Strauss. And he wrote another book uh, taking aim at all that bullshit. It, it's it's did he really yeah it's, so he's like a reformed he doesn't believe it anymore well he he got fascinated with it he wasn't of that world but got dragged into it started doing what? the things that they like that they taught him to do became sort of sex addicted or something I I just and he wrote a, a book about it but then he and then he wrote a book about the game called the game and then he said what's let's look at Neil Strauss's book let's look at the second book. Or the one that I don't the partake game. in this, by the way. I hate this. Yeah, shit. it is psychopathic. It's, it's truly I, maybe t- it's the terrifying truth. to me. It might be the truth there or something. Rules of the game? No, 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 it's no. It's called no. the game. Yeah, I think, it's, I think the it's the game, first the game one. The rules of the game. But no, I think the truth is the the truth. Read that one. That's the, the truth about the game. Oh, so he's like he's reformed and he's like you the know truth, uh, an uncomfortable book about relationships. Yeah. That that is, I think, the one that we talks about. I mean, the recovery. essential the essential premise, which is like the weird that people are okay with, is how can I trick women into having sex with me when they don't want to in the first place? Yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of like what? Is, why is that a good feeling for you? Right, they didn't well, like you the, at first. No, you and you know you why? Tricked somebody, no, and no, that's no. cool. Like, I don't uh, know. This proof proof positive, proof positive. You probably never had this experience. You're a nerd. You can't get a date. You All can't right, get that's laid. Not true. That's, uh, I'm just telling you. And they're you're desperate and you're pissed. And now you have a way to do it. It's like, okay, right. there it's we go. Revenge of the nerds. It, it's sort of an incel thing, really. That is kind of what they said about the whole Weinstein thing. They said, I watched a couple of those documentaries about him and his, you know, horrifying behavior. Yeah. And they said, like, he was always, he was always, like, ugly and, like, very concerned about being ugly. And when he finally got all that power, he... Abused he was He was like, yeah, that's right. Like, now I can get you. And yes, take revenge for the high school my, I spent alone. The men do that. Uh, yeah, that shit is terrifying. Yep. All right, let's see another uh, classic. Yeah, I think you're going to like this one, Drew. I think I am, Funny too. stuff, Okay, guys. I've been on here. I've been polite. I've been kind. I've been honest and sincere. This is it. Now, I'd like to have some nookie right on my lips. I would like to have some titties <laughs> around my face. I'd like to have a woman in my home <laughs> who I can make love to. <laughs> not like one of these young men or these little boys they get themselves off and then oops they don't care about their partner <laughs> uh, I'm come. Wait, wait 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 what's what's look, uh, look at those in his glasses what what is he watching 
What Rachel is he? Maddow, I think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was expecting something really. I was too. He's okay. just, you know, he's because the commercial, as you can see, he's watching a car commercial right yeah, now. That's yeah. in the reflection. So he's just during the commercial break of Rachel Maddow. He's just like, oh, oh. let me just quickly tell ladies I can make them. Oh, come. I'll make you come. <laughs> oh, I'll make you come. There it is. That was uh, a weird smile afterwards. Last lady, 10, 15 times before I even went boom once. No fucking way. Look at that weird no. smile. About that, ladies. I would like to find someone to have sex times. with. Nick is easily diminished. Make love to you. <laughs> God bless. Oh, no fucking way. Smiles. 10, 15 times. Get I agree out of here. You, Nick. I agree. Before you uh, went boom once. And, boom. And, and by the way, for the record, the women that can have 15 orgasms aren't having oral sex orgasms. That's a certain variety of orgasmic function. No, oh, yeah, I've heard and, you talk about this. And they have it during intercourse, typically. Because oh, it's too much. Right? Yeah, it's Usually, cunnilingus is actually yeah. too sensitive. I mean, think about having, trying to have 15. As a, it's more closer to the male orgasmic function. It's too sensitive. You too sensitive. Back impossible. Off. Yeah. Impossible. I've heard you. This is, I, this is I've learned from this well show. Done. Yes. Well done. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't think you guys ever showed me that one. I really don't. Oh, Christina I has a... I promise you we have. But here's, what I'm re- here's my biggest reaction to <laughs> yeah. it, though, is it's so creepy. Uh, and was, did that come from Christina? <laughs> no, Christina hates that no, one. It's one of the original cool guys. Yeah, no, I know it's a yeah. cool guy. I know it's original, but I want to know who, from which side of the Segura family Tom. it came. No, I mean, it's I, Tom. Because I'm, I'm worrying about Christina these days. She's lost remember. her edge. She's sending in... <laughs> No, I have. No, Tom. That was Tom's clip, and Christina okay. hates that okay. drop. She, right. He right. plays it when he wants her to go. Uh, I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. All right. Yeah. Well, that's she has good instincts. That that is a creepy dude. Uh, but I hope he finds love. Uh, everyone needs it. So, but there again, this is the. Nah, the it's okay. Don't it's worry. the delusion of men. They, we are we delude ourselves into thinking that because well, we know that if we saw a yes, woman yes. offer that way, we'd be stoked. So we assume it's. A two-way. We assume yes. they're going to be stoked. That's the that craziness. Go, Do you want my peanut? And they go, <laughs> yeah. And it's not the same. They they aren't stoked about that. It's when not. I was uh, a teenager or a young adult, we were schooled on men and women are the same. They're the same. They're the same. And that guy is, you know, not that much. He's like, well, they clearly feel the way I do. Yes. So and they, they, if and I just offer. Yes. And, yeah. and they are, and they are, they are sort of scolded if they're if they try to understand the difference between male and female approach. What's up, Nadav? No, nothing. Uh, you're leaning well, into your mic a little bit. There. Also, I mean, like, there's there's this total, this total denial of like what he's bringing to the table. Yeah, yeah. Like he he's 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 offering as though he's this prize. Yes. And I feel like I've seen men of every type do this, where yes. it's like, just come on over here and get something. It's like, do you know? Have you looked at <laughs> yes. what you're what you're offering? Like you have to when you're selling a product, got to make sure it looks good well, what, to the, what to they the buyer. Hear, but they hear a lot of why can't I find love for the women? Why am I still single? Why why why? And there like, you go. There I go. Yeah, we got it. Got you fixed. Right no, I think here. you got to like make it appealing. Y- yeah, first, they, and they, then, they're single because they have some discriminatory capacity, and most men are like you, buddy. So here yeah, we go. Yeah. So bring just it doesn't. And by the way, it doesn't cause it doesn't take that much to up the product. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just work out a little bit, eat Just better. comb your hair. Co- comb your hair, hygiene. Don't film yourself like this. Yeah, have a job. Like from this angle? Yeah. Where you get, you get this? Uh, all right. Black guys oh, here we go. Speaking of that fuck, angle. Here we go. If you're a hot black guy and you want to fuck me at twenty three ninety five, <laughs> if you want to move in, you can move in, but you got to fuck me. I need, I need to be fucked a lot, man. Get free food, free rent, and everything else, man. Here's a deal, man. <laughs> Men from jail, homeless, or um, you're a thug, you want to come move in? A friend can move with you too, man. Free rent, you get a lease and a key. Fuck me. 
piss on me, beat me, home me out. You see me, you want to come over today and try it out, try it out, man. If you're in my building, try it out. If you want to fucking piss on me, try it out. Seriously, pride only as fuck, man. I'm looking for hardcore guys that mean it and want to do it. I want to deliver it. I'm a hot white trash. Come to the fuck. You know, as I look at RPC here, I think to myself, this whole fucking empire was built on that. Pretty, pretty this, much. This is, this is where we started. And uh, I don't know if you know, whenever I go on Instagram now, and I mean every mm-hmm. time on Instagram, RPC Live, uh, yeah. he is there really doing his thing. Can I tell you a quick RPC yeah, story? Because So I've obviously seen that many times. And uh, I was in Sydney, Australia mm-hmm. last month mm-hmm. with the old man. And, you know, occasionally the, you know, there's, there's call times. We have to go to the show at a certain time. So you have to jump in the van. And so I'm listening to YMH as I'm getting ready. And that clip is playing in its entirety in one of the episodes. Oh. Like at my, my iPhone speaker is on. Oh. And so then I get a knock at the door right as he's saying like, fuck me, like piss <laughs> up, like fuck me. And then I hear the, and I open the door and it's the tour manager and he's like, hey, you know, we got to go in like 10. Ah, you better finish what you're doing. 10 minutes. And I'm going like, did he hear me? And what does he think I was swatching? So good. Fuck me. Piss on me. Fuck me. And he's like, hi, I'm going to go to the concert now. Anybody want to hang out? So for all the Annie execs that used to, you know, delight in the young Nick Simmons, uh, you can play that clip for your friends. <laughs> Free range, key. Fuck me. So, oh my gosh. Do you have any more for us? Or? <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, we got this one. This is a nice classic. It really... It, if you've had any kind of erectile <laughs> yeah, yeah. disorder problems, yeah. I'm here to tell you, yeah. forget about Viagra, forget about salads, forget about dick and plants and all that stuff. Yeah. You believe me or not. I don't know if you believe me or not, <laughs> but if you like to see me smoke cement with That's a small, small limp dick, dick that doesn't get hard any other way, and watch it get harder and harder, the more I smoke, the harder my dick gets. It's unbelievable. Your dickhead becomes so, so sensitive. sensitive. That you don't need lube, you don't need spit. You just no spit. stroke that dickhead this up and down four times. Just, just barely do it, and you'll shoot an enormous amount of very, very, very thick, 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 hot, white cum. cum. My brother didn't believe me, but when he smoked with me, he put out his dick. I couldn't believe how big his dick was. Oh, he jacked off in four strokes. strokes. There it he is. shot the most cum he'd ever shot in his life. Okay. He's only 49, and he's fine. He has no neuropathy problems at all. But his dick is even harder and thicker and even more cum. He believes me now. Uh, it's like I'm singing to my favorite song. It's like I'm singing along to Bohemian Rhapsody or something. <laughs> ah, four strokes. I love this part. Wait, wait for this part. This is the chorus. It's so sensitive. He has no neuropathy problems at all. So uh, do we, I've never figured out who we thought he was talking to. Do we ever figure He's given advice to his, 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 his guy, his, buddies? His, his audience, but his male that's audience. That's what I'm wondering. Does he have like a, like a little YouTube channel? No, that's part of his delusion. I think that anyone's listening to this yeah, and going, oh, of, I'm going to try that. It's that's his cool. version of Hi Hitler or Hey Hitler. I, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's like... Oh, I think he's... Yeah, like it, the delusion is, starts with that anyone wants to hear this at all. Sorry. Yes. Back off the mic. Yes. The delusion is... And then the second is that anyone's watching and kind of it, taking and there notes. there is a weird thing about meth that some people do become hypersexual on. Some people come shut, become shut down mm. and some become hypersexual. And the ones that become hypersexual uh, tend to like meth. They tend to keep right. going with it. So, and they also, by the way, lose their sexual arousal and their, their sort of satisfaction when they try to come off meth. I can't wait to get canceled for laughing at that. It's going to be fun. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Give us some new stuff. Yeah. Here's a fun one. Uh-oh. Holy fuck! 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 Hol
I did not expect the French. I think it was African French, though. Oh. Isn't it? Because that had kind of heavy accent on there. I was I was wondering what the point was, and then he just kept going, and I was like, oh, he's funny that he repeats it so many times. That's He is losing his shit there. And it's he's on like a little, uh, sorry, kind of a little party boat, right? Little those electric boats. Isn't that what he's on? Am, am I yeah. getting that right? Like a pontoon type yeah, deal? Yeah, like a little pontoon boat. And I think the dude with the speedboat knew exactly what the hell he was doing. Oh. You know, like he intended to terrorize See, these people. When I saw that, for some reason, I thought that that boat was getting away from like a police boat or something. Like, hey, we're oh. hauling ass. We got to get the fuck. It could be. Another good. I like that. Like or the thought. Like, these guys owed him money. And, I'm mm-hmm. so desensitized by like heavy segment shit. I was just waiting for carnage. Like, I was waiting for someone to die and their femur to split yeah. open or You're something. Sure. You know what? We did it was actually like yesterday. super light. They you have like that. this one, Nick. Oh, oh I don't want. God. No, no, no. I don't, I was, that no, wasn't no. a request. Oh, we saw this one last show or a couple shows ago. This is good. Oh. Oh. oh yeah, but look, fine. Get it's up, okay. Walk away. Totally fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's good. So I don't mind those. those Near life experience, as yeah. they say in Fight Club. Yes, yes. Got another one for Nick. Give him a real uh, charge. That's Dad's taste in a videos, by the charge. way. He loves when people get hurt. He loves it. Well, he's like he loves America's you know, funniest home videos. This but explains a little why you're attracted to this whole environment here. Yeah, here's a nice oh, short Tom, one before we wrap up. Tom is a father figure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, move forward. But not coming from the not coming from the uh, government per se. Oh. The premier is coming from the health sector. <laughs> oh my God! He's wrong. I just swallowed a bee. I knew that little bugger. He's so he's so calm. I hope it doesn't uh, sting him inside. That'd be crazy. That happened that, to me. That's Doug Ford. What, do you, what happened, that happened to me? I drank a bee and it stung me in my tongue. Oh, oh yeah, the tongue for sure. Yeah, I was in my Coke can and I was at a camp camping place. And I drank a bee, and it like, blah, 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 and it stung me on what, the tongue. What bothered me about this, they looked more like a wasp than a bee, and those hurt. Oh, man, those yeah. are brutal. He he acted much more manly than I would have in that situation. I, I was at a uh, fundraiser once, and a bee dropped down into my, I had a tuxedo, and so the collar went down in that, here. That happened to me. And just, boof, nailed me. Yeah. That happened to me. It fell down the back of my T-shirt, and it yeah. felt trapped against my back, and it stung me in the middle of the back. Boom. Yeah. All right, good. We've all shared that experience. Yay. <laughs> Happy times. Yeah, that was good stuff. Uh, TikToks? Uh, we went through all the TikToks yesterday. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I feel like you and I, can. we have so much to talk about. We could talk forever. I feel like I'll... I mean, we, we have to end somewhere, right? I mean, we do have to end somewhere, but we can do a few more minutes. Is there anything we missed? Anything that you're... Anything, anything you've wanted to know about this environment? I mean, we didn't even get to talk about your... Charity work with the homeless problem and stuff, but yeah, that's like yeah. a whole other thing. Well, that's so Nick, Nick very kindly walked uh, Skid Row with us. I've uh, been tr- dealing with the homeless thing forever. In LA. Uh, in Los Angeles, which is just so frustrating. And um, we had a really good, that was, you, that was an amazing group. No, and I did, uh, Paul, uh, uh, I still have to do, I still have to post these somewhere and find out a way to get these out there. We did. Uh, Stop. Sorry. I don't know why that just we did, why uh, is that not on silent, Drew? I know, because you know why? I'll tell you why. <laughs> yeah, please do. If you're going to call, because please leave I the room. I set my alarms for tomorrow, not realizing what time it was today. Because that's the second time that went off. I, this was to remind me. The first time was remind me the second alarm was about to go. Remind you to yes. turn off the second yes. alarm? This is an alarm to remind oh, me to shit. silence my alarm. I don't <laughs> scroll my emails. <laughs> I don't have emails. Um, what so, was saying? Yeah, oh, so Paul, this lovely thing that we were talking about, yes. which is that um, we walked together and then we talked to your friend Paul, yeah. who uh, 
is starting this charitable organization and trying to do some Nick has been very, very uh, generous with we, his time We kind of fell off, but I'm trying to, I'm going to reach out it, again it's, because it's I, we, so did these, we did these, we did these, it felt like, I mean, I, getting, you dipping my toe into this world, mm. it felt like nobody was really listening. But we did these interviews with these two sort of lovely moms of people who were yes. homeless and schizoaffective or, mm. or addicted. Mm. And they were talking about like their experience with the system and like what it's like to mm. try to get help. Terrible. And it's sort of like, I mean, it's funny because whenever I talk about this, people have the same reaction. They kind of go like, you know, you can't criminalize homelessness. Don't do that. And they're missing the point of like, when you have an addiction problem, as anyone who's watched Intervention will know, when the mom of the addict lets them use the basement for free, right? You're giving someone like a place to die, basically. Yes, correct. And so they tell, the first thing Interventions tell you is you've got to stop enabling and you have to say, Stop doing drugs or you're out of the house and, and we're not going to help you anymore. And this is progressive. Yeah. Allowing it is it progressive but that, to death. That sounds so mean to <sighs> millennials. You know what I mean? Jesus. Like they don't understand that the, the fact that that's saving someone's life. Yep. Right. So they kind of go like, you're criminalizing a disease by kicking them out. Of, like, what are they going to do? They might yeah. die. It's like, well, we're actually enabling their death by guaranteeing their death. Here's a nice, here's a nice bathroom and yep. here's a nice shelter and you can yep. stay here as long as you like. Yeah. That's, the disease will hinge on that. N right? Not, not right. asking anything of addicts will commit them to death. So it's like, I, 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 that's the point that I think no one in California is and, legislated. And that it's progressive. They, 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 right. they go, well, you just, we'll just inject the heroin for them if that's what they want. So It'll still die. progress. It'll still do. progress. They'll still die. Yeah. And, and that is the part everyone And misses. right now they're doing like, what they're doing is they're building structures, mm -hmm. right? They're going, here's an apartment. He goes, okay, well, then they're just going to die in that apartment. Correct. So it's like, you're not, it's like the elephant in the room is, how are we continually enabling well, they've built the serious giant, addiction? They, they've built giant outdoor hospitals. Now they're going to build giant indoor hospitals without doctors and nurses. Right. And, and without, wonder why people are dying. Without addiction specialists, which yes. is like, again, it's the elephant in the room. And it's like, no, it's the economy. It's hard to pay rent. No, like, I, no. I'm, I'm sympathetic to these issues because yes. I think if that's your only problem, sure, this would help. Like giving someone a structure will help you get on your feet if bills are your problem. The problem is that what it looks like out there is that's not the issue. The issue is clearly brain disease mm -hmm. and addiction. Mm -hmm. Clear, I mean, it's clearly the ones who are under the bridge are not just down on their luck with rent. Correct. It's not, I mean, it, like, just take a look around Franklin Boulevard yeah. or Hollywood. So that's been the frustration. So I did interview these two moms about that mm -hmm. and how they, they had to like tough love their kids. And some of them are in programs and some of, one of them isn't. One of them mm -hmm. refused help and kind of just relied on the state to kind of, anyway, so it's like they think there's this conservative, uh, they think like I'm conservative when no. I say, they think I'm like, these bums should just get out. Like They no. think that's what I'm saying. It's like, no, 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 you're, you have to treat the actual source of the issue, which is meth, fentanyl, heroin. Schizoaffective. Don't, like, don't give them a nice place to die. Yes. Stop them from dying. Right. And, and, and then, by the way, then they can pay their own rent at some I point. I spent 35 years treating this illness. I know how to do it. It's not that hard. Right. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty straightforward. We're just doing none of it. We're it's doing like nobody mentions the drugs when I see it on TV and stuff. Oh, They're just kind of like, yeah. it's, you know, the economy is oh, rough. Gavin Newsom says the face of homelessness is the mother of three. I dare you to find that woman on the street. Find her. It's, it's, she doesn't exist. 
It's it's yeah. you know what's on the streets. The guy who it's kinda, with a machete. That that's who's on the street. Yeah, like and that guy could be normal yep. given the right program. Uh, 100%. You could actually get that guy back. Yes, that's correct. Just, the, yeah. the, the sad part, the schizophrenics. If you let them go long enough, you can't get them back, and so you're committing right. them to brain damage. Well done, everybody. Anyway, and so right. you know, it just makes me crazy. And we had a really powerful group. I thought in the room. So anyway, that these day. interviews. Yeah. We're gonna. I, I just interviewed these two moms. I'm gonna try to get those that footage out there somewhere. I don't, I don't know where to put it, well, but uh, maybe we'll chat about it. Yeah, I'll put it wherever. You, I'll put it on my website. Any, anywhere. I'll have Okay. push out of her because it, 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 this is the part people don't get many of these people on the streets have resources family i'm just support. hoping that somebody watches it like maybe you know come if you're i'm some kid from a thing so hopefully that brings some eyeball and then i shut up and she talks yeah let her say her piece Correct. so anything else that we need we missed we didn't get into that we should we should uh, address any messages for your mom or dad that we missed oh boy <laughs> or for the a and e executives that now, you're well, worried about i had a really really interesting childhood <laughs> yeah uh, thanks i I'm, i feel fine <laughs> I, feel, I feel good we we um thank you for your service <laughs> so, uh but thank you for being a fan of this whole world yeah, very here much so. and, all right, all right. Uh, thank you for coming Settle to visit down. us we like having you we like you being part of this community so thank you I, i'll come back anytime and, you want me. Uh, i love you guys and i love the ymh fan community you guys, they're the best they are the, in best. the world they're the greatest they are the best i didn't realize that until right after i was on the, your mom's house the first couple times I was on it and this woman ran up to me I was like oh I'm so appreciative I'm like they didn't she, she didn't I didn't connect that that's who would be a fan of your mom's house it's oh, kind I, of a, it's oh, a yeah. very interesting of world. all stripes I mean yeah. I read Garth's comments all the time so it's my I love I love seeing these people they're out there there are know? there are cool people out there online somewhere maybe your you dad's found them. know where the bodies are buried maybe he knows something yeah, I mean, usually probably on one of his palatial estates, yeah, really. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of land. Uh, you know, if you're on your own, no one's going to dig up your own yard, right? Uh, I don't, I mean, I've heard. I don't okay, know. Fair enough. <laughs> there's another rumor to be had here. All right, Nick Simmons, everybody. Uh, where is your social? You want people to go? Uh, yeah, so I, again, I, it's funny. People think I, I sit around doing nothing. I, I've actually been doing things that I, I've just been going by another name, so no one knows it's me. So I'm not ready to announce whatever that is yet, but if you just follow him, I'm on Instagram, Nick T. Simmons. Um, so I'll eventually talk about it, but I, I'm not quite ready yet. Yeah, I just, I like my privacy lately. This is like the first thing I've done that's out there in a while. So I've been doing things under a pseudonym for a while and I'll eventually talk about it. Well, thanks for being Nick here. We appreciate it very much. Thanks. All right, we'll see you all next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation in the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.